Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joining us now is Brian Anthony Davis with Behind the Steel Curtain on just a happy Friday afternoon. Good to have you, Brian. Coach Gordy, what is up? Beautiful Friday to you. Well, we know what's up. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers and this big win they had against Buffalo. And yes, even yourself, we picked Buffalo. But I just question consistency. And I don't know how good Buffalo is going to be this year, but you're going to break down this game for us. Oh, Buffalo's going to be really good this 23-16. year. 23-16. What's that? 23-16. Yeah, 23-16, and Buffalo's going to be good. They're a good team. The Pittsburgh Steelers did something that not a lot of people expected them to do, and it's not blitz, and that's what made this game so special. That's what makes this coaching staff so very special. You can say what you want, but they knew last year that they blitzed the heck out of Josh Allen, and they blitzed more than any other team in the National Football League last year in 2020 and so josh allen expected it and what's josh allen going to do when you blitz him he's going to run for first downs yardage touchdowns he was he could be their leading rusher that's how good he is with his mobility so the pittsburgh steelers a team that have led the league in sacks for the last i don't know how many years they come in and they say all right you think you know what we're going to do well Checkmate. We're going to cross you up, and that's exactly what they did. They blitzed twice, and Josh Allen was confused a majority of that game. They were able to key on those receivers instead of rushing the passer, and that meant Josh Allen had nobody to throw to. Now, when you're talking about consistency, yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers remain a first-half, second-half team. The first half, they were garbage. They were hot garbage. In fact... Bums would have not slept in the dumpster that was the Pittsburgh Steelers last week, Gordy, in the first half. Oh, my goodness. But what happened? The second half, that young offensive line started getting it together. Najee Harris, who only averaged 2.8 yards per rush in that entire game, was averaging over four in the second half. Things were starting to gel. That team got it together. They looked like a completely different team. They made halftime adjustments, and that's something that they were not able to do in the days of Randy Feetner at offensive coordinator. So that's something to be excited about. But a good team and a smart team does not get too excited and say, hey, we had one good half. We're just going to dominate the rest of the year. The fan base has to realize that this team is a work in progress. There's going to be bumps in the road, but they could win a lot of games with the quarterback that they have and that young team of receivers, and when that line gets better, you throw in a defense that is absolutely fantastic, 
held the number two offense of 2020 to 16 points. That's absolutely amazing, Gordy. It is amazing. I want to go back to Josh Allen as we talk with Brian Anthony Davis on this football Friday afternoon of the Happy Variety, and that is when I wondered how well Buffalo's going to do the remainder of the season. Aren't other teams going to look at him the way the Steelers did? Yeah, but they are way too good, and Sean McDermott is a fantastic coach. You know, look at the Green Bay Packers, too. The Green Bay Packers are not going to go 0-17. They had a horrible start to the week. You have a team like the Cleveland Browns that lost last week. They're not going to go 0-17. Those teams are going to win a lot of games, and they're going to be challenging for the division. Buffalo is going to have it together. You don't think that this is going to be a wake-up call, then you're crazy. The Buffalo Bills are going to be a dangerous team. They have a very tough test this week with the Miami Dolphins, and I I can tell you, I think that they're going to come out smoking. They're going to retinker, and they're going to be very good. So I still find it very satisfying that they beat Buffalo because I still think they are one of the contenders for the Super Bowl in the National Football League this year. We shall wait and see because, obviously, come playoff time, you may be saying, hey, that was a really big win for the Steelers. I really think, and I think that's one of the toughest games on their schedule in 2020, and it's behind them with a win. Going into this game, a lot of people were saying that, okay, it's okay if you lose week one. That's fine. I even said that last week because I did not expect this. I knew they had the ability to win this game, but I've seen this movie before, and I used that phrase last week, and it just seemed like this was a game that they could win down the road, maybe in the playoffs, but not in week one. They showed me a lot more. And like I said, the most satisfying opening day victory since 1992, Bill Cowers. First win when that team was 12-point underdogs to the Houston Oilers in Houston, Texas at the House of Pain, Gordy. Looking ahead to this week, Vegas, baby. They come to the Steelers, 1 o'clock kickoff after beating the Ravens Monday night. That was the weirdest game I've ever seen. I got to tell you. Teams that make that many mistakes that late in the game and use up all nine of their lives, they're crazy and dangerous. And that's exactly what John Gruden's team is right now. They have a probably the best tight end in the league, Darren Waller, who the Baltimore Ravens just happen to let go, which I take great pride in that. But this team is not to be slept on, Gordy. I will say that right now. The Los Angeles Raiders, no, they're not them anymore. The Oakland Raiders are not them anymore. Sin City's Las Vegas Raiders, John Gruden, they are a tough team. They always give the Steelers fits, especially when they're not that good. I think this is a decent team. I don't think it's a blockbuster team. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers should win this game if they play their game, but be cautiously optimistic about them. And if they are who we think they are, Gordy, then... This should be a 2-0 and team at the end of the day, that being the Pittsburgh Steelers. As we do, give us a score. You know, I'm going with 27-23 this week. And so for those betters out there, you could probably take the Raiders uh, to cover the spread. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win this ballgame. Look for a big game from Pat Fryermuth 
with Eric Ebron on the shelf, possibly with a hamstring injury. Look for Najee Harris to have possibly his first 100-yard game in the NFL, and look for him to reach the end zone as well, and look for a lot of terrible towels flying high. <laughs> what do you think of last night's action, Washington's last moment win? I tell you what, Tyler Heineke is right now, to me, the best backup quarterback in the league, and it looks like he's going to have a chance to run that team. I root for the Washington football team, and I really think uh, Washington played a pretty good game. The New York Giants are uh, still trying to figure themselves as well out as well. That's going to be an interesting division with your Philadelphia Eagles getting the big win last week as well. Anything can happen in the NFC least. So you see Heineke possibly keeping that starting position after Fitzpatrick returns. Yeah, I, uh, I really think that... Uh, I mean, I really think that if he could show in the next couple of weeks that he's the guy that they'll probably make that transition, that's kind of been the uh, the way Fitzpatrick's been used in the last uh, in the last five or six years. You know, he is basically a backup quarterback that comes in and is able to lead the team all season long. He's a nice he's a nice luxury to have too. So I thought that was a great signing, but. Heineke, we saw in the playoffs last year, Gordy. Playoffs? Yeah, we saw it last year, and I can actually tell you that Tyler, Taylor Heineke, is it Taylor, Tyler, whatever his name is, I think he's good. And Ron Rivera knows who he is. He did the same thing for Ron Rivera in Carolina, Gordy. Different system, but you are correct. Now, you're probably up on this, but your former quarterback, Devlin Hodges, signed with the Ottawa Red Blacks of the CFL. Yes, I remember the Ottawa Rough Riders way back, and then they were the Ottawa Renegades. So the duck has flown north. Usually ducks fly south around this time of year, but we love Devlin Hodges in Pittsburgh. Uh, he is he is great. I still have my Devlin Hodges jersey. Go Red Blacks! I don't even know when they play or what they do, but I'm rooting for the Red Blacks. We I don't even know what a red black is. The CFL, Gordy Sports and more, we actually do that generally on a Thursday. We went through the entire league. We do last weekend's games. We do this weekend's games. We have coaches visit us. We have such as a wide receiver from the Edmonton Elks. They cannot be the Eskimos anymore. They have to be the Elks. Oh, and we wow, give that flavor from north of the border as we cover it. You know what? We have, as our deputy editor at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, is a young man who is an assistant head coach for Simon Fraser University now. He is Michael Beck, and he is from Canada. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's a BC Lions guy. We should hook you up with Beck because I think he knows his Canadian football as well. Well, please do that because, again, we've been covered for a number of years. We had... For a while, we had Earl Winfield with us. He had to move back to Virginia, but while he was in the area, he is a former wide receiver, special teams player, and he is in the Hamilton Tiger Cat Hall of Fame, and he used to be Gordy Sports of the Moor. Well, man, you are international. I'll hook you up with my Aussie guys down under if you ever want to talk oh, rugby. you know you have the uh, permission to do that, just like this other gentleman we're talking about with the university, but... This is why we do that. That Why do we cover it? Well, here we have Devlin. Hey, this is why the CFL is a good league. 
you know what, Wide World of Sports back in the day when I was growing up on ABC, that was the thing. Gordy, you're worldwide, man. Thank you. Let's look at some other games. How about San Francisco, Philly? San Francisco is they're the real deal. The, the team that you saw last year had so many guys hurt on that team. They were a Super Bowl team that should have won that Super Bowl two years ago. Don't, don't think for a second that the 49ers aren't a fantastic team. They just play in a really tough division. That NFC West is going to be fantastic. I know the Cinderella story that could be the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, clock strike at midnight in week two, my friend. Buffalo, Miami. I told you before, Buffalo is for real. I like Miami as a very good defensive team, but Buffalo is going to win this game and how. New England, New York Jets. Nobody cares unless you hate the Patriots like I do. Um, I, I really like, I think the New York Jets are going to figure start figuring some things out. Maybe not this year, but the Patriots are probably going to get the win in this game. But root, root, root against the New England Patriots. Cincinnati-Chicago, interesting game. Chicago is a weird team. I, I don't know what it is that I saw on my screen on Sunday Night Football when I saw them. I have to say this. There's a quarterback controversy already. They, they're not going to be able to stick with Andy Dalton. And I think Justin Fields, you give him an opportunity, he's going to do a little bit like Jalen Hurts did in Philadelphia. I think he's going to make some magic happen. So I think it's time to make that move already. The Cincinnati Bengals are a team that I disrespect and cannot stand, but I really love the offensive firepower of that team. And what I fear about that team is that when you get Joe Burrow going with that trio of great receivers that they have there, T. Higgins, you've got Tyler Boyd, and of course his old friend Jamar Chase, where I think he had 740,000 touchdowns at LSU with Joe Burrow thrown on the ball. So this is going to be an up-and-coming team. They get an offensive line, look out for Cincy, and I hate to say that. That actually makes me queasy doing it. I like Cincy in that game. One final game, Kansas City-Baltimore Sunday night. Oh, what a game that's going to be. And I feel dirty rooting for the Chiefs. I just don't like them. But you have to. Yeah, If you're a Steelers fan, you root for the Chiefs. That, is, that game is in Baltimore. And this could be very interesting, but Baltimore, man, I really hate to see them banged up. I just want to beat them at full strength so they don't have any excuses. But what you're looking at here, you still have a team on a mission. They lost the Super Bowl last year, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. And they are very good. They tried to revamp that offensive line. Baltimore is still a strong team, but they might not make the playoffs this year in a very tough division and if they don't win a game like this. I'm not... I got to go ahead and pick the Chiefs, but don't be shocked if Baltimore wins this game and salvages some pride. If they lose this game, it could be a rough season in the Charm City. We are talking with Ryan Anthony Davis, Gordy Sports Lamar, locally and around the globe. Perhaps you remember our little slogan. Now, it is National Apple Dumpling Day. Ooh, Apple. I'm an Apple Dumpling, Dumpling Gang member. I, I, t- I tell you what, I could eat a good apple dumpling. Oh, yum. You put some vanilla ice cream on that bad boy, I'm going to town. I suggest that you pass it on to your wife right away here, and perhaps that could be an eating meal dessert. Well, I, I tell you what, um, 
I already told her that today is Apple Dumpling Day, and our good friend Gordy is going to send us a, uh, a baker's dozen of apple dumplings. So she's excited. Thank you for Thank the you. thought. I appreciate that. Yeah, your I, trivia I question is, they came to Pennsylvania first in this country, but where did they originate? What country? Was it England? Was it Germany? Was it France? Was it Denmark? Where did they originate in Europe? You know, I, I'm probably leaning toward Denmark here, but I'm going to go with Germany. I wish you had gone with England. Ah, my wife is English, and she's a... All the more reason. They're going to get to you faster if she makes them, though. Well, I, I tell you what, she is a fantastic uh, baker. That's why I said and that. I know that, and she knows how much we share with each other. Well, that would be great, but, you know, she deserves the day off. So, Gordy, just go ahead and send them. I'll give you my address. Thomas Edison liked apple dumplings, so you know that. Wow. He, he'll leave the light on for you and an apple dumpling, too. Did you play with Play-Doh when you were young? I ate Play-Doh when I was young, Gordy. Yes, there was National Play-Doh Day, and that originated in Cincinnati, Ohio. The official Play-Doh name came about in 19. 19- 56, but you're going to tell everyone Play-Doh was actually used for some other purpose before it became known as Play-Doh. That purpose was bonding, cleaning wallpaper, making pots. It was used to seal windows or plug tires. Well, I said bonding, so I'm going to say seal windows. It was actually used to clean wallpaper. They had difficulties with soot getting a wallpaper and the gentleman was involved with wallpapering, and that's what happened. Well, I had naturally curly hair as a as a kid, and Mrs. Mom would Mrs. Mom Davis would not let me have too much play doh because one, I mixed the colors, and then I'd get it all through my hair, and she'd have to try to take me to the barber and get it out. It was a big mess, so I don't get a lot of play doh. We let our kids have play doh, and they they really you know they followed my footsteps and they make a mess with it too so we've banned play-doh recently but now that they're 12 and 14 it's not as bad when i shared this yesterday most adults as they commented as parents did not prefer play-doh though they allow their children to play with it absolutely i i definitely agree what a great market though man they make a lot of money on that stuff yes sir and it's been around for a lot of years now i did i did eat it as a kid but and you're uh, still here to talk about it yeah, and I think that's why I'm the way I am. It is safe. We don't recommend it, but here's a survivor of Play-Doh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm toxic everywhere I go, so I guess that's why. Go Steelers. All right, my man. Wave that terrible towel. It's going to be a nice weekend. Go Steelers, my friend. Thanks, Gordy. Enjoy your apple dumplings. All right, thanks.